This is Jeff Colbert, and we welcome you today to another Disney at Play podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are here to celebrate all oh, the happiest place on earth. It's Disneyland. It's all part of what we love most, the series that we've been hosting during this pandemic. Just an opportunity to cherish the theme parks we have come to love the world over. And there is no park more worthy of love and adulation and just incredible respect than the original Disneyland. The one park that Walt Disney personally created and was a part of for so many years. To make this experience amazing, we've included a wonderful notes page. You want to refer to it. We've got some great photos. We got some uh, great videos from our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Additionally, we have links that take you off to other things that share uh, our love of Disneyland. So be sure to check it all out on our notes page at Disney at Work. Also, I'm thrilled that today we get to be joined by Talia Mueller, who was with us last week when we uh, had a chance to talk about our love of Disney California Adventure. Talia, so glad to have you back on the show and ready to talk about our love of yes. Disneyland. Disneyland, obviously. You know what? There was a little commercial. This is I, this, everybody's going to turn off the podcast when I sing this, but there was a little commercial that would play on TV. And I think it was written by the same guy who wrote the music for Epcot, some of the original music, like Listen to the Land. But um, the song went, Remember when you were a kid and the happiest thing you did was Disneyland, Disneyland. Come and live it once again. It's the happiest part of growing, growing up. Okay, that's enough. There. I but love that. Anyway, I, uh, I just, just had to get myself in the mood there. <laughs> so we've got, we've got our annual passes. We are heading through the gate pass uh the infamous mickey floral portrait you going left or right oh right and then on you know random days i'm like i'm gonna go left so it really depends <laughs> most of the time i'm gonna go right go right so we enter town square and main street and you know i note in the show notes that uh if you're if your context is walt disney world you're going to step into this thing and go what is this part of a shrinking machine or something? It seems so much more intimate. And then there's a castle you can barely see at the other end and all that. But if you really get into Main Street, there are so many gems in this little place. Is there, are there some favorites that you have with, the, uh, with Main Street USA? Oh, oh my gosh, well, you know, I love to shop, Disney specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for me, it's, you know, the first store when you're coming in is all just specialty retail to the right, if you enter the park and all yeah. the right. And what I love going in and seeing the vault because it does change out, obviously. Um, so I love just seeing what current artists are putting out, what their adaptations are of, um, you know, Disney mania, if you will, that they're like putting out. And I, 
I've seen some really incredible pieces of artwork and then, you know, candidly some stuff that's not so exciting. And then other stuff where I'm like, oh, I have that. I remember one month um, I went in and I'm going to throw a little brag out there, but I um, work with Phil Sears and he's um, an avid Disney collector. And so he has all this like memorabilia, like signed by Walt or like original this or original that like from Disney or like collectors. And mm -hmm. I remember one one month there was a check signed by Walt Disney. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I have one of those and I got really excited. <laughs> and I was like, so it's just one of those things where you can be like, that's just so cool that I like, you know, um, for me it was Walt Disney touched this check. Okay, pause. But Walt Disney touched this check in creating this amazing, you know, world that we get to be a part of. And it's like having a little piece in, of history in that time, you know? So for me, it's like really exciting. And then seeing what anniversaries are on display and like, you know, special tiki hats. I got like the, I don't know if you got to see the special edition tiki Mickey ears. So cool, but I got them. Oh yeah, Not I saw those. But I, but I did get them. So um, I love getting stuff like that because it's just obviously, you know, I love Hawaii, but um yeah, yeah, for our listeners that may not be familiar with Disneyland, there's a Disneyana store just to the right as you enter and some wonderful gems and there, a great gallery of art as you step further back in. And then you step a little further in and there's kind of this museum that makes up the foyer of what is great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And again, if you've seen the Hall of Presidents, you're thinking, okay, well, this is like, uh, we're missing like 44 people here, <laughs> you know, but but it's an intimate setting and it's a well done, very respectful presentation of Mr. Lincoln. There's a great little video by Steve Martin that they made for the 50th anniversary. I love Steve Martin. Celebrating Disneyland. And if you're just not familiar with the history of Disneyland, that's a great place to, to kind of get a sense of that. So I, I'm always, at some point in the day, somewhere in that whole mix of places. Now, I have to say, so I'm going to give you, give you a couple of choices here. Are you, are you more a Plaza in person or are you more a Jolly Holiday Bakery? Plaza in. That is so Plaza. funny. I am Jolly Holiday. Okay, what is it? What's your favorite dish at Plaza in? Oh, okay. <laughs> let me count the ways yet again. Um, let me see. Their fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, amazing. I've heard their pot roast is amazing, but in all my time of going to Disney, I've never been like, let me get pot roast today. Cause I feel like that would put me in a coma. Not it is, it seems very heavy, yes. but actually I gave in one time because the chicken is so good. You just, if you're going there because of the chicken, but I gave in and did the pot roast and was surprised how good it was. So, so maybe that it's time to check that out. But compared to the, compared to my, my, my grilled cheese sandwich and tomato soup and my and and some of those pastries at Jolly Holiday Bakery. It's I will say you I mean hard. you remember Kevin Winston, um, who we went and hung out with. Uh, mm -hmm. he's a very he's an he's me in a male form. Uh he loves <laughs> to be um and but I, that's, I, I don't know if that's a compliment for him, but keep going. <laughs> he is crazy about sweets so every time we go to disney this is him he's like okay talia according to such and such 
I have to go do and eat this, 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 and three of these things are jolly holiday. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> well, and we should say, if you're now at the end of Main Street, by now you've already passed at least two or three churro cards, you know? So, so it, it, no ending. And, and Disneyland, because there are so many locals there that change things up, you'll have, um, you'll have these different events and they will have all of these specialty foods that have come yeah. out. And it's just, there is no end to the eating that could be done in this place. So fried pickles, just saying, throwing that out there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and we have certainly done our share of that. And I love, you know, I can't believe we, uh, we haven't mentioned um, the Carnation Cafe in the center. Uh, as well as the Gibson Girl ice cream parlor, oh. you know, and and the candy part. <laughs> we're a mess. We're a mess already. Um, we're on a sugar Starbucks. Right we're on a Starbucks. Sugar I know that. I know Talia's already done Starbucks. So yeah, if for food alone, and and then you get into the merchandise and and what people don't know. Again, the difference between Magic Kingdom and Disneyland is that these these retail stores are carved up into little alcoves and they're not big, big rooms by and large, although the Emporium is fairly large, but the rest are divided up into little alcoves. And so you get these little themes. I love, uh, is it uh, the storybook um, store that has up on the wall, there's a tra little train that runs around the, the room but they're all these little characters that make up the window displays that have been retired from the window displays on the Emporium, which let me tell you, I, I will put a link to an article I did on the window displays. Amazing. They're amazing. Window amazing. displays. So it, it's just, you get lost in these details that are just dripping from all over. Yeah. And, and if we don't talk about it now, I'm afraid we will forget about it, but I that you could see fireworks from different places around the park and like from Rivers of America, they'll do some projection there and Small World, sometimes they'll do projection there, but they do projection up and down Main Street yeah. with a lot of their fireworks shows. And I and I have to say, and we'll we'll show uh, a video in the notes page yeah. of one of them that was from I think the Pixar spectacular, but it just changed they change out fireworks shows all the time. And, and they're just, again, amazing. So you want to be in the middle of the magic when, when these things happen. I've been in the middle of very crowded magic um, for like 4th of July, New Year's. Um, I remember, I think this was like two years ago. I was like, I'm going to Disneyland from the time the park opens to the time the first fireworks show, because I'm going to celebrate New Year's Eve uh, East mm. Coast time because, you know, 12 hours is a long day. <laughs> and I, I actually will never forget, it was crazy. I heard, um, and I looked later and confirmed it, but there were 80,000 people at the park watching fireworks all at once in front of the castle. And I was on Main Street at that time, and I had like the perfect, perfect view, and I had waited Oh my goodness, like the amount of emotion that you can feel, you know, during like a really big, you know, celebration Energy, like yeah. that. Oh my gosh, it's so moving. It's just so incredible how they tie everything together and everything is 
it's moving as one unit. And I think that that's one thing that Disney has captured is that no matter where you are in the park, you guys are all celebrating in that, that moment together. Yeah. You know? So it's really cool. It, it is very collegial. We turned the corner to Adventureland, one of the smallest ones out there. You, if you, if you're not paying attention, you've stepped through it. Yeah. And yet, and yet this good stuff in there, you had a choice between one of, there's only four attractions. You have a choice between the Enchanted Tiki Room, the Jungle Cruise, Indiana Jones Adventure, and Tarzan's Treehouse. What are you going to do? Tell you, what are you going to do? Oh, this is, this is actually hard. Oh, I, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, it yeah. is an amazing thrill ride attraction. Just the queue is, yeah. is it's stunning. Awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. You are lost in a whole different world. What, what the pedestrian area of Adventureland is, again, really small. Yes. It is. But when you step out into the Jungle Cruise, you step out in Indiana Jones Adventure, there's a whole new world out there. Now, for me, I'm more of a traditionalist. I'm going to go with Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. I love the intimacy of that setting. I love the new um, uh, tropical hideaway that they've kind of oh, redone in that little corner. Uh -huh. um, just love that space. Oh, love yeah. that space early evening or into the evening. It's just Dole Whip with Chamoya. <laughs> like who made that? It's amazing. <laughs> I had like three of those last time and I kind of had a brain freeze by the third one. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just so good. <laughs> so New Orleans Square. Mm. I think this is a stunning piece of park with the French Quarter architectural detail. You can feel lost in this little tiny land and because the streets kind of curve and go through and yet they're bookcased by two of the greatest attractions ever, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Oh yeah. Okay, okay you got a choice between the two. I know what you're going to choose. Okay. So for me, I'm going to say this. So Pirates of the Caribbean, when it's not seasonal Haunted Mansion, meaning I love when they flip Haunted Mansion from October, well, September, late September through January. when it's Nightmare Before Christmas makeover. That, that I, I will ride that like 20 times in a day if I can. I love that ride when they redo it. I love Haunted Mansion in general, but I'm definitely more drawn to Pirates of the Caribbean, like for sure. And of course, Talia's kind of a Club 33 girl, but if you had a restaurant choice other than Club 33, where would you be? Um, I would say the Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I just love their food so much i i really i went there for my 23rd birthday um, with a big group of people and mm -hmm. i just i you know honestly i wanted to go away but at that time i couldn't so i had four of my really dear guy friends which they were all disney you know lovers as well. and i was just like i want to go somewhere and they were like 
we have the perfect idea. So we literally went and sat on the water and they were like, see, we took you somewhere. We're in New Orleans. And I was just like, it really sticks out to me as a memory because like they made it so themed for me for my birthday that it was like incredible, you know? Um, it is equivalent to the Mayan ruins you get in San Angel Inn at Upcott, which I love. But it, which is beautiful and which is done well, but it ain't Blue Bayou. And, and the idea that these boats are all coming by you on their way to parts of the Caribbean, which is distinguished, it is my favorite attraction of all time. Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. Now we're not talking about Magic Kingdom, we're talking Disneyland, maybe Tokyo Disney, but Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland is the greatest attraction. And I'll defend it a little later when we get to another major attraction in another themed land at Disneyland. But, but right now, just go with me. This is the long time, all time favorite is Pirates of the Caribbean. And I have, I have a great memory of putting my, my head on my mother's lap, so scared about, I could hear the falls I could hear, I, you know, my brother say, oh, it's going to be a waterfall. You're going to drop. I was so scared. And, uh, I, but, oh my gosh, so blown away by this ride, which is just astonishing as an attraction. I, 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 I love that ride just because, I mean, obviously I'm from Florida as well. So it's just like, I love the spirit of adventure. Again, you know, it's like that you're feeling lost and caught up and like i one of my favorite things is and we talked about this last time is the details of when they add new things to the ride so i know that they're constantly adding things to pirates just to catch your eye for the people who are regulars who need to be satiated for like what's new on the ride that's me yeah <laughs> you know um I, but i love that i think it's such it's a, it's an amazing adventure that again you get to be a part of and the, the story is just for me very captivating and yeah, you feel like you're a pirate, so. Let's talk about Frontierland and Critter Country in one lump sum, because it kind of hugs the rivers of America there. Um, so it, you got a choice, Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain, what, what are you gonna take? Okay, Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, uh, I love the Old West. Yeah. I, I, that for me, like the queue the entire time, I literally feel like I'm in, I'm becoming a pioneer in, you know, that day and era where, you know, we're making our way out West, we're establishing, you know, our claim and things like that. So it's like really exciting. And I just love seeing all of that. It's, um, ditto. Um, the queue, the queue that Talia's mentioning um, involves this little town called Rainbow Ridge. And, and, and it's, it's, it's actually part of a previous attraction that was there, which was nature's um, uh, mind train, mind train through nature's wonderland. And it's just this, it's just so quintessential frontier. And, and there are special effects in this version of Big Thunder Mountain that are very cool. The explosion scene at the end. Uh, it's just, it's a great, and it, it's a beautiful uh, attraction. So I love, I love that attraction. I will also say Splash Mountain is in many ways better than Magic Kingdom version too, because it's actually got a lot more animals and it's a little bit more intimate 
and not intimate as in small, but intimate feeling you're, you're kind of in it a little bit more as opposed to it being all around you. I, I don't know how to describe that, but you just see, there's more to see, it seems, in Splash Mountain. Uh, at, it's just so serious. It's, it's serious on <laughs> Splash Mountain. Now, now, here's a hard choice for me. Uh, and I'll give it to you as well. Um, the um, uh, Hungry Bear restaurant or the, um, I want to say Golden Nugget, that's actually Disneyland Paris, the, um, uh, the, the, the Golden Horseshoe. Um, Ooh. Um, hmm. You know, or are you just over there at uh, at the Mexican food place uh, enjoying some? Well, and there's River Bell Terrace too, as well as Rancho del Zoco. Oh my gosh, you know Bell's Terrace, I go to pretty often. I would say um, horseshoe. It just it honestly depends on my day. Um, I'm a very rhythmic eater, as you've noticed when we go to Disneyland. So I definitely have my little pattern. So if I've had something a lot, then I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't had this in a while. So it really just depends over there for me because there's breakfast a lot at River Bell is amazing. It, it is amazing. Uh, there's a monkey bread. Oh my gosh, I, I'm getting calories thinking about this. But I love <laughs> the view from Hungry Bear. So I had to, I had to mention that, and I'm a hamburger kind of guy. So I love the view from Hungry Bear. It feels like you're kind of out there. I, I love the, you know, the back areas of that restaurant where you're just kind of looking over the river. Um, and yet the Golden Horseshoe, thank you there's a Golden Horseshoe with entertainment in it because Walt Disney World just ruined the Diamond Horseshoe by making it into a restaurant with a player piano that plays by itself. And it's, it's more of a formal eatery. It's not a snack eatery. It, it's disappointing. It is so disappointing. So I always come back to the Golden Horseshoe because it's the Golden Horseshoe. So, so I should mention, did you see Fantasmic at uh, Walt Disney World when you were at, out here last? No, I did not. I got lost in Animal Kingdom a few times. <laughs> so the, you guys have the most amazing Fantasmic. And I've seen the Tokyo version as well. And you, you have an amazing Fantasmic at night. It's a bear to kind of hang out until it starts because you don't have seats and we have an arena that sits in, but you sit in, but, right. but so worth it to see, uh, to see that show. So I, I think that that is one of my favorite shows, period. I mean, you know, we're talking about Disney, but World of Color is so, but for Disneyland is Fantasmic, like fantastic, all the yeah. like I, hands down it's amazing i will actually miss the fireworks at the castle sometimes and i would say most of the time to watch fantastic mm. i get that i get that i i do the same off and get that fast pass at the beginning of the day that kind of gives you a entry into something just just grab something delicious or sometimes you know what sometimes i will go to the french market and i will grab something to eat i'll eat on the terrace there and then i'll just slowly exit <laughs> As the show gets underway, I just kind of make my way out of there. All right, the happiest land in the happiest place on earth is Fantasyland. Yeah. And this is so, just tell us, just, just go. What is, what is it you love most about this land? 
Okay. I'm going to go back to my 23rd birthday because that was when I really dove into fantasy land on like another level. Um, I, I went go to for it, Alice. Bippity Boppity Boutique <laughs> <laughs> and I was surrounded by eight-year-olds having their hair done and glitter thrown in and, you know, crowns and it Good was for like, you. Oh, I, you know me. I don't care. I live life. So I'm sitting there and they're like, do you want hair extensions? I'm like, that's a little far for me. I'm just going to have as much glitter and crown as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'll never forget, though, that regardless that I was a 23-year-old, you know, woman going in to have my hair done, they still made me feel like a princess. So when I walked out, I was ready for the day. And I just remember going through and, um, you know, I did literally all of the rides. My first thing to do was the carousel. I think that the carousel is probably my favorite thing in fantasy land, to be honest with you, is just because, mm -hmm. I mean, every time I've seen any real iconic photos, uh, you know, waltz with the carousels and things like that. And they put so much love and attention and detail into them that again, I feel like that's just a part of the history of Disneyland that I'm just like, this is really beautiful. You know, I, I just love it. So I am, uh, um, and, and Fantasyland is so unique because um, in recent years, they've gone away from these intimate dark rides. But Disneyland has so many of them. There is Snow White, there is Peter Pan, there is Mr. Toad, there is Pinocchio, there is Alice in Wonderland. And then you go to Toontown for Roger Rabbit. And it's just, I love it. Actually, I think that the Alice in Wonderland dark ride at Disneyland is I've listed it on, on my uh, page as my fifth favorite theme park attraction in the world. Even more than Tower of Terror and the Haunted Mansion, I have listed this little attraction. I just think it's quaintness. I think the, I love the movie. I love the color. I love the look and feel and the layout. So I'm just a big Alice in Wonderland fan. I love how the teacups are right there. So it's kind of this little intimate land but for those who aren't familiar with this with this at Disneyland it's just it's everything's intimate but this thing's spread out you know because you go the courtyard's covered with these attractions like all the others but then you go out and you've got the Matterhorn which is an amazing attraction in itself you go out and there's Tinkerbell's um uh what do you call that Pixie Hollow meet and greet. But on the other side, you have Fantasy Fair with Royal Hall, the Royal Theater, which has a great little comedy improv show yes. over there in that corner. Hilarious. In, the, in the back, you have Storybook Land Canal Boats and also Casey Jr. Circus Train. So cute. So, so quintessential Walt Disney. And then you haul toward the back end and you have an amazing It's a Small World with a tremendous presentation. And I have to tell you, if I had a choice between Fantasmic and Mickey and the Magical Map, I'd probably go with Mickey and the Magical Map. Oh, hand, hands down. That best, made me cry. Best so much. Kids of the Kingdom style show, meaning it's a song and dance style show with Disney characters. Best show ever done is Mickey and the Magical Map. And 
when the when is it Mulan and Pocahontas and I think um, Rapunzel. I think it's yeah. They sing their trail so amazing, and then you have Tiana at the end, and and you have the the Hawaiian um, song from uh, Lilo. And oh, it was so good. It is such a great show. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing. Toontown. Any favorites there? You know, I just okay. So obviously, I love Mickey and Minnie's house. So I love going through those every time. I think that that's a lot of fun. I actually have more fun when I'm, you know, touring, uh, you know, fam like family and friends from out of town who have kids, because the kids get lost. And what I really think is so cool, <clears throat> more often than not, when you go into Toontown. And it's like a perfectly blue sky day with fluffy white clouds. What's really cool is the mountains that portray against the silhouette of the sky. You actually feel like you're in a cartoon. I've walked in yeah. several times and been like, am I in animation right now? This is so cool. Cause like you have to actually second guess for a second. Um, the design of the land deserves study. Yes. And, and go up to it and pull knobs and yeah. and touch things because you find all these crazy things happen when you interact with these buildings right it's so much fun i love that it is a little more of a toddler area i love gadgets go coaster but it you know it's all kind of small fare i love roger rabbit's um toontown spin um that's amazing i love the cue even of that um but shortly to come is mickey and minnie's Runaway Railway, which you've not had a chance to do, this is going to blow out the back of that park. People are going to go, there are going to be so many people going out toward this end of the park and it's going to be crazy. Tomorrowland, what stands out for you there? Oh man, Space Mountain. Um, I love the landing that they have for Oh, boy, I can't remember the landing, but it's for all the Star Wars stuff. Um, I can't remember. It's just something landing. I'm totally drawing a blank. But I love going from Space Mountain, getting off that ride, which is classic, and then going to the, the landing because they have all of this, like, incredible Star Wars gear that is just, like, and again, big-time collector mm. of, like, all of that memorabilia because I love Star Wars. So I'm like... What do they have that I can get this time? Because they've just got the coolest toys for adults, like, ever. And so, like, you can get, like, a full suit, you know, and I'm just, like, for a stormtrooper, which is, like, crazy. But it's, like, awesome that you could obtain something like that. But I get really excited walking in there just seeing all of the crazy, cool, like, interactions. And then you can obviously become, like, a Marvel character. Like, I think that there's just so many cool interactive Thanks, I'm sorry, not Marvel, Avenger character, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, Florida, which one? California. So, so um, for me, um, I, I really love how they created this Finding Nemo submarine voyage. And if it compared to the Living Sea version, which has real fish in it at the end, but the rest of the ride is just, terribly done, terribly done. But here it is very clever how they have created this underwater voyage and 
well done and very mine, if you love mine, Nemo, this mine. is your place. Mine, mine, mine. Yeah, all that. All that. Space Mountain. I like actually I like the Space Mountain at Disneyland better than the one at Walt Disney World. Okay. That's that's tough for me because they're so different. I remember you telling me that. I love them both equally because I think that they're both just so cool. I'm like the one in Florida, because I obviously have done the one in Disneyland so many times. I was like, ooh, what is this? And then when I came back, I'm just like, ooh, this is still awesome. But, you know, so it's really hard for me because I love them. They are very different. Very different. And so, um, so, okay. So now we get to the new land, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And... And so I've done more than my share of podcasts on this puppy. So I'm turning this one over to you, Talia. You tell me what you like, what oh you love, God. what you love about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. So I can tell you getting to fly the Millennium Falcon is life, period. I am amazing at one thing on that ride, being the gunner. <laughs> I am amazing. I am like the strongest. Like I literally get almost 98% accuracy every time if I have a great flyer, which if I'm with Kevin, I make sure that he's flying because he's amazing. We have been at the hands of a child multiple times where you feel <laughs> motion sickness rocking from side to side. So and I and I and I will say this, the food in that land is so unique and i can't say it's the it, it is okay let me stop it is amazing tasting food it's just they made it alien so true to form that like they combine these flavors of like umami. Spices, yeah oh my gosh and it's like it's so off the wall that it works um but my favorite thing that i get every single time in a jug is blue milk I cannot live without this beverage. I literally cannot visit Disneyland without having blue milk. I don't even care if I'm already in a food coma. I will still get one, no matter what. If it's freezing, anything, I will get one. I, I If I'm being good to myself, I get the yip, yip, tip, yip, or whatever salad. And it's really the best salad. But if I'm loving life, I gotta get, I have to have a Ronto wrap, and I and oh. I mobile order that blue milk and I make sure I enjoy it together and just take in the whole view. So Talia, is it entirely possible you haven't quite yet done rise? Uh yeah, you haven't, have you? So here's what I where here's where I'm gonna have to come because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm now going to delete this podcast because Talia has not been <laughs> Rise of the resistance. But let me fill in for you, my dear. So <laughs> when I talked about pirates being my favorite attraction ever, the only thing that has seriously competed against pirates has been Rise of the Resistance. It is a superior attraction. It truly is. And it's I'm excited to get back to Disneyland because Disneyland has this long history of originally there was when you went past the Haunted Mansion, you get to the Indian Village. And that wasn't working really well. So when Country Bear Jamboree came out at Magic Kingdom, they thought, oh, let's put the Country Bear Jamboree over at, uh, in that corner. And they called it Bear Country, and nobody still came. 
And so then they put in a big, big old splash mountain and it helped, but it still didn't fill the corner. So then they took out Country Bear Jamboree and put in the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh and it still didn't fill the corner. Now they've made a pathway all the way through to Rise of the Resistance. So you're feet away from, from Rise, from where the Hungry Bear restaurant is that I spoke about yeah. earlier. I mean, feet, actually it's yards, but, but still it's the closest thing. And I'm, I'm really gonna be interested to see how the, uh, the traffic pattern goes on that corner of the world there. Um, but I got to say, if it wasn't for the fact that I have a lifetime, you know, five decades of love for pirates, uh, it would be taken over by Rise of the Resistance. And I think that 50 years from now, people are a, my age, not your age, my age will be saying, yeah, Rise, that's always been my favorite attraction. It is a superior attraction. So so, and I just, I look at this land and I think, okay, you could spend the better part of a day taking all of this puppy in, especially depending on cues and so forth, waiting yeah, and all that. And then you got, and, and I've gone decades without this land, just spending days at the rest of the park, which yeah. is Disneyland. So I don't know how you can do this park in less than three days. It is, there is so much to take in. There is no, people do not know that there are more rides, rides, rides in Disneyland and California Adventure combined than there are in all four Walt Disney World theme parks. Magic Kingdom, Studios, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. There are so many rides in this land so to take it all in is just fantasy land alone it's it's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen thirteen rides alone in that land and some of them are very small no more than two and a half minutes in length but but they're unforgettable in and of themselves can you miss not going over neverland you know can you you know, so it's just, this is, this, you will not get better value in a park because of the density of so much that has gone into this park, which is now celebrating its 65th anniversary this year. Heaven help that it's actually open come, come the 17th of July with right. this pandemic. Um, I know California is ready to come back to the happiest place on earth. And uh, I, people, people think I'm joking, but I tell everyone, I'm like the day Disneyland opens, I will be camping out there, masks, gloves, sunglasses, whatever I need. I will go in a full hazmat suit if I have to. She'll, she'll roll herself over in the, the, I, the, the fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, I will do it because... I, you know, and I, and I love that we're doing this just to get to talk about Disney and I, I miss wearing my ears and going in and like being themed and, you know, my own way and, you know, Disney bounding, and, you know, so yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it really shows how impactful, you know, Disney is in your life when you literally don't get to have it, which is the first time in the history of the park being open that it's... Isn't that true? You really take it. And, and I think that's the thing is many of our listeners are people living in Ohio or New York or, you know, um, Phoenix. 
they don't go there very often. You are a local to Disneyland. I'm a local to Walt Disney World. So we have the experience of just going there all the time. So I, nobody, nobody from, from Toledo is appreciating us saying, oh, we miss it so much. But let us just say we, we really, it is, it is for us too, very difficult to think about how, but, but that's good. We all need to anticipate, anticipation of visiting. And I grew up in Phoenix. I remember the seven hour drive from Phoenix to Los Angeles from, I swear from Palm Springs on, I was looking for the Matterhorn. (laughs) Sick if I could see it out the window. (laughs) Oh, it's so long from there. But, but, um, but you anticipated the experience. And I think that's what everybody in the world is doing right now. They are anticipating the day they can go back to a, a Disney park. And, yeah. and no park is more worthy of anticipation than Agreed. Disneyland. You know, still to this day, I will never forget when I was 19 and I first went to Disneyland, you know, when I first moved from Florida to California. And, I went for my birthday um, and I had just seen Enchanted, which is such to me an underrated movie. I mm-hmm. love that movie. Yeah. Um, and I watched that and it was, I watched that on November. I watched it actually November 8th. So day before my birthday. And then I went the next day. And I just remember when I walked into Disneyland and having this crazy love for Disney since I've been a kid being able to see literally where it started it was just such a moving experience for me and i carry that with me every single time i go to the park that it's just such a you know i'm so lucky that i get to be in a state where i get to go visit literally the happiest place on earth and it's funny when people ask me what's your happy place i tell them i said okay i've got two so if we're talking about like adult outside of, you know, the norm, Hawaii. Um, and if we're talking about really, really my favorite place in the world, it's Disneyland. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? It, in so many ways it is for me too, because I love Walt Disney World, but that was also the park I worked at. Right. So I have a different kind of reference. Disneyland was the park I grew up with. This was right. the park of my family growing yeah. up. Yeah. And so I come, you know, like the song, I'm sorry that I sang it to everybody at the beginning, but you did great. It's, it's a, it, it's, it's a part of growing up. And, yeah. and so it, it has a very sentimental, very personal place in my heart. Uh, my earliest memory of my father was actually carrying me uh, down main street in his arms after the fireworks. And that's the earliest memory I have of him. Um, and, and from there, it's just, it just builds out. So Talia, thank you for being on this podcast today. Thank you. It was a blast. I love doing this. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today for this Disney at Play podcast, a celebration of Disneyland. I especially want to thank my, my colleague and friend, Talia Mueller, for joining us. You know, we're doing this because it's a crazy time with this pandemic and all that's going on. But we just felt that if we could go around the world and celebrate all of what we love about these parks, 
it just might make it a little easier. So thanks for putting up with my singing. And, uh, and we hope that you'll join us soon. Especially because next week we are heading to Florida to um, look at the four parks at Walt Disney World. Yeah, we're going from the happiest place on earth to the vacation kingdom of the world. We're also going to share with you the experience of reopening Disney Springs. So be sure to join us and to be a part of us. By the way, also go to the notes page beyond the, the pictures and videos and links. May we suggest uh, sharing with us some themes and topics that you might like for a future podcast, not just with Disney at Play, but with Disney at Work, which celebrates best in business practices from uh, Disney. If you have a topic or something you'd like to, um, to have shared or discussed on this program, hey, send us an email. We'll put a link to uh, reach out to us. Again, we thank you for joining us. We appreciate your time. Please share with others. Please subscribe. And please, in the, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. See you real soon. <laughs>